friends and happy Wednesday what's the right show here coming to you loud and clear from beautiful downtown Las Vegas here on KXNT yeah I I have to say I've just been overwhelmed by the number of you that have responded to our story yesterday dealing with the mess that is Clark County School District oh unreal Uh, this is a widespread issue. I, I, yesterday, friends, if you missed the program and you can find it in its entirety under What's Right Show on either uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast, uh, go on there, pull down the show. I go into great detail on the absolute abject failure that CCSD schools are. And, and friends, this is not a unique situation to Las Vegas. It is merely a study in remarkable uh, democratic incompetence, both at the state and local level. What I mean by that, of course, is that the issues, the restorative justice program uh, that has uh, now taken over our schools here in Vegas was propagated, passed by the state legislature in 2019. And and, and basically, in, in some, what it does is it says, uh, look, we we want to help minority students. We want to help students who are disadvantaged. We want to help kids who are not doing well in the system. And so you know how we're going to help them? We're going to lower standards. We're going to lower disciplinary standards. We're going to lower academic standards. We're even going to basically lower our, our requirements for being in class. And so with that has been, uh, you know, first of all, a, a rash of, of symptoms have come from this. And, you know, we've seen the videos of kids beating each other up in class. We've seen uh, videos of kids attacking teachers. Uh, I, one listener, who I will not name, uh, reached out and mentioned uh, the story of uh, the teacher trying to break up a fight. Uh, this was a, uh, a young teacher who stepped between two larger uh, students who were fighting. They ended up punching her. Uh, the teacher was hurt in the fight. There were no consequences, according to our sources here apparently for the students they uh had a telephone version of an rpc which is vernacular for the required parent conference Uh, those have been all but done away with i guess they did a phone conference with the parents say hey by the way your kid just punched a teacher and you know why they're doing this is because of course punishing students holding them accountable, calling the police, arresting them, uh, except for the most, I guess, severe instances of discipline, is considered racist and unfair. And yesterday, folks, I told you, I said, this is is an issue uh, that is uh, is actually the, the exact opposite of what is, you know, intended to occur here is actually happening. If... If the legislature, their pure intent is to help minority students excel in life, lowering standards is not the way to get there. Lowered standards, simply lower standards for now. And I've talked about this extensively when it comes to, for example, any kind of race-based preferences for higher education. 
lowering standards for certain groups for everyone for that matter doesn't mean that out there in the real world when you hit the job market suddenly the standards are are also lowered eventually the student who is passed when they shouldn't pass who is promoted when they shouldn't be promoted who is not punished when they ought to be punished who's not corrected when they should be corrected will run into the old buzzsaw of reality they're going to have a boss somewhere a job somewhere where we're going to simply say okay you sorry you no, you cannot punch uh, you're you're a, you're a waiter at a restaurant no you cannot punch the guest sorry that's uh that's assault and battery and you're out because now you're a legal liability i, I have no other choice but to fire you there's no restorative justice at work there now the trouble is that in cities like la we have prosecutors who have taken the restorative justice model and and and, and, and incorporated it of course in law enforcement failing to charge people for very serious felonies and so I suppose this cycle continues until something very serious happens and someone's killed, someone's, someone dies, someone is, you know, very critically injured. And then all eyes are on it and your life is over and you wonder maybe if along the way a teacher at my school were to say, hey, that's it, one more time and you're expelled, that maybe that would have scared me straight and gotten me on the straight and narrow at any rate. It got me thinking, friends, about our schools here in town, other big school districts, LA Unified, for example, uh, New York Public, City, uh, Public Schools. I, I, th I think, what's the real issue? What's the solution? Because I don't like to just point out what the problems are. What's the solution? What's the fix? And I look at the primary problem being that there is no incentive among these educators and the schools in particular, right? The principals, there is no motivation to be excellent, to improve what they're doing year over year, make the schools more successful. So I, I think about it in these terms. What is it that makes a school successful? Right, and there are certainly, I believe, standardized testing plays a role. That's an unpopular opinion these days. Is the first thing that all these restorative justice woke people want to do is do away with standardized testing because they don't want to measure the extent of their failure. Remember that. But I think, you know, I think performance measured is performance improved, and that is an old maxim that is certainly uh, true and will hold true. Uh, for the ages. So I look at it, you've got to measure success. And then the, the other thing that they certainly can measure is who wants to be at their school, right? And I think like in the private sector, competition is critical. I'm a personal injury lawyer. We have a tremendous a personal injury firm here in town, Sam and Ash. And it is, a, a, I, I mean, the purpose of building the firm is I, I I'm convinced, and my partner Ashley is convinced, that we can build a better firm that delivers a better experience for our customers, our clients. There certainly are a lot of other firms around town that do what we do, that handle injury cases, but we firmly believe we're going to do it better, and we're, and we're succeeding even though it's a crowded environment. And I take that approach, that mindset, right? And I look at schools. I look at... High schools, for example, let's just look at high schools. What if 
Ah, oh, the teachers unions, they see, they don't like this. They don't, they don't want any part of this. What if we really did give a coupon to every single parent of a child per child that said, here's your tuition for the semester, trimester even, or quarter. Here's your quarterly tuition reimbursement. It is worth X amount of dollars. And you can take it to any public high school or private school, maybe just public school, whatever. To any of these schools, you get to choose where your kid goes. I'm not talking about charter school. I'm simply saying you, go, you as a parent now can decide where your kid goes. And based on that decision, guess what that school gets? Money. Now, I've known a handful of uh, principals over the years. I certainly spent my fair uh, share of time as a elementary school kid, particularly in the fifth grade. That was a tough year for me. In the principal's office, I got to know how these schools work <laughs> at a young age because I'd just sit there and I'd listen to them conduct business. And I was smarter than your average kid. So I was picked up on a lot of it. And the teachers, particularly my, my school is where I went to school, Irvine in California. Their big thing is butts and seats. So the thing that every principal obsesses over there is, are the kids in the class? Because if they're not in class, they don't get paid. And I would take that a step further. Say, look, if your school is not good, if your teachers stink, if your teachers are too busy talking about what particular pronoun uh, they should be addressed by and not enough time teaching, guess what? Even the most woke parents eventually are going to go, look, I want my kid to learn something. So, you know, Mix Smith over there, not that interested in all of its propaganda. I want my teacher to teach my kids something. And so they move schools and they take their coupon with them. And all of a sudden you've got competition. And I would even think friends, and we're so we're on back on what the solution is here for Clark County schools or any other dysfunctional school district. If you are, if you are able as a politician to come and enact meaningful change and say, look, this is, we have a problem here. We have a school district that's at the bottom of the country. It's, it's, it's one of the worst in the country. And it is delivering absolutely catastrophic results. And so far, the only thing our genius superintendent can think of is lowering standards. Jesus Jara just lowered the standards quietly at the end of the last year did something called the minimum f how you get an automatic 50 percent, even if you didn't do any of the work that result is kids are getting passed even though they have no business passing and they're moving through the system they're getting processed like some widget some product they're just getting pushed through without any quality control any kind of checks and balances into what they're able to in fact do or know and they are absolutely insured a future of poverty and of crime because they're leaving school without any success, any skills, any, any, any ability really to climb up and prosper. And the way you turn that around is you say, look, schools, you, you, got, you can give, the, give individual schools greater autonomy and make them compete for dollars. Make them do what, if, if a lot of you listening, you have small businesses, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And even if you don't have a small business, you, you go to restaurants, right? Do you go to the, do you go twice to a restaurant that delivered a bad experience to you? No, 
you go, hey, Metal Note, that was 25, 35 bucks. Uh, I'm not going back there because it was terrible. In the, in the world of private schools, we parents, right, we move our kids around because we can. We, it's our money. You know, we don't like a particular school. We don't like what they're doing. We move to a different one. And these schools, these private schools here in Vegas and elsewhere are forced to compete amongst each other to get the best service, to deliver the best education and what those parents want for their kids. Now you're going to say, yes, that's a higher income people and whatnot. They're professionals. They're spending more money. Sure. But everyone wants the best for their kid. Just not everyone can afford to opt out of this disastrous thing, this joke that we call public education here in Vegas. And so the solution is you give people mobility. You give people freedom. And if you listen to this program, you know that that is what we are all about here. It is freedom and it is a way to take existing resources without spending more money and create an incentive system that gets the schools to deliver a better product for you and for your children. That I think is the solution. All right, we got to take a quick timeout. Do not go anywhere. More on this. Uh, and, and of course, we've got, I want to get to the protests that are happening in front of these Supreme Court judges' homes. Uh, give you a little bit of legal analysis and standing of those protesters and where they're at with this uh, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. What's right with Sam and Ash? News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. I had an interesting lunch today with Zach Conine, who is our uh, state treasurer, a smart guy. Look, he's a Democrat, getting to know him. I do have friends on the other side of the aisle. Uh, midway through, I go, you know, Zach, you know I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm a Republican, right? He goes, yeah, I do. <laughs> we can still be friends, right? Yes, yes, we can, because it's America. Uh, welcome back to the program. This is What's Right Show. Yes, What's Right Show. We've dropped the with Sam and Ash because it's a mouthful. And also, when you go to look for the podcast, for example, on Apple Podcasts, you go and look and you type in the whole thing with Sam. So I tested it, friends. I tested it very easy this morning. We've renamed it overnight. You can still find all the old episodes. Yes, don't worry about that. But all you have to do is type in What's Right Show. And there you go. Now, I'm What's Right Sam if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Twitter, I get political and I snarky, sometimes funny. Uh, which I'm, you know, not that great at occasionally. Um, sometimes a little flashes of brilliance, but on on Instagram, I I just have pictures of kids and travel and fun stuff around Vegas and things like that. So both of those are at What's Right Sam, and you can find that again Twitter and Instagram. My email, and I love hearing from you guys. Good, bad, and the ugly. The hate mail, by the way, that also. Uh, uh, feeds my soul, to be perfectly uh, honest with you. Sam at samandashlaw.com. Sam at samandashlaw.com. So let's set aside for a moment our troubled public schools and <laughs> and shift gears a little bit here. I, I am fascinated, of course, by the back and forth about these protests related to Dobbs, the case that 
uh, th- that has not been released yet. We have a draft uh, that eked out a little bit ago that suggested that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Now, we in- a- a- did an in-depth analysis of it here, and I-, I don't really have at this point anything more to contribute to it. When the actual uh, when the actual decision comes down, which could be you know as soon as next week or as late as early July, so you figure we you know we have maybe two months, seven weeks or so uh, that it could still take before we have the actual decision. Be aware that between now and whenever that decision comes out, and even after, there will be a tremendous amount of protests. And the question, of course, is uh, the question, of course, is, is are you know these protests are they are they legal? Now, I want to I, I want to kind of I want to take that apart here and look at it because I always look at it as lawyer. Now, I, my my first and foremost preface to all of this is that I am a huge free speech person, and when it comes to the First Amendment, uh, you know, generally speaking, the government may not may not limit you in your ability uh, of what to say, the content of your speech. They can't do that. But what they can do is they can limit the time, place, and manner. I'll give you the best example of that is you, you can, you, you're allowed to have a, have a protest or a, or a parade or whatnot, but you, you're, you're required often to get a permit for that in a city, right? To get a permit, make sure there are adequate police around, and you can't necessarily be in a private neighborhood with a bullhorn at night because the government can regulate the loudness of your speech. Not necessarily the content of it, but how loud it is, how disruptive it is, et cetera. So this is, um, this is of course uh, what um, you know what what uh, you know is is accepted as government regulation of speech. Now, you have this law, and people are talking about it. There's a there's a U.S. Code section, 18 U.S.C. 1507, and it. Uh, is a very basic, straightforward code section in the federal court, deals with uh, uh, federal uh, law, and it deals with picketing or parading. And uh, uh, so what it has to do is it says, you know, anyone that has the intent, I'm going to paraphrase this or cut out some of the other fluffy language, get rid of the lawyer talking at the legalese and make it straight for you. Whoever uh, with the intent of interfering or influencing any judge, juror, or witness in the discharge of his duties, okay, or seeks to influence the matter before that judge or jury is guilty of this code section. Now, what we have here, the law requires, in order for this law to be broken, it requires really two things. It requires some kind of a picket parade or anything like that in a close proximity of a judge and it has to there's an intent element here and intent simply means that you can't just be doing something your intent you have to intend to have the result of impede the administration of justice influencing a judge right um and and doing so in when that judge is in the discharge of his duty all right now when i come back i want to get through this because it's a very important point so I think, as I anal- analyze this and look at it, I, I think they're, I think these protesters are on thin legal ice. I think that they are in violation of the statute. 
And so the real story then becomes, well, I'll prove to you the case because I've got the evidence. We'll have a little Sam court here when we come back and we'll make a decision on this. But the real issue is, will they be prosecuted? And if not, why not? I'll get into all of that when we come back. Again, if you missed any portion of this program, I'm back in a couple minutes. You can, in the break, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. What's Right Show? Find us, subscribe. You got it. I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. What's Right Show? Back after this. Comfortable and confident is how Sam and Ash Injury Law clients feel after the very first call. Comfortable knowing they have decades of personal injury experience. Confident there's reputation and trust to resolve cases and to do what's right. Sam and Ash Injury Law offers platinum legal service to anyone who contacts them. Quality matters. Integrity matters. Who you hire to protect and represent you matters. If you've been hurt in an accident, choose Sam and Ash Injury Law. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right right and here we go bottom of the hour rolling through this hour like i don't know like a freight train uh the freight train of truth the truth express there we go (laughs) with the what's right show here sam rajovsky your host Local lawyer, billboard model, and friend to all. Uh, gosh, uh, friends, uh, what can I tell you? Uh, f- first off, again, if you uh, need to find the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, simply now go to What's Right Show. You don't have to do the whole What's Right Show with Sam and Ash. It's just What's Right Show. And and you'll find it. Uh, I tested it. You'll find it pretty quickly. Apple does not necessarily do us many favors. Spotify is a little bit better, uh, but we are there. And click to subscribe, and then all these episodes, if you miss any portion of the program during the day when it's live, uh, you can just uh, listen to it later at home. And we have a lot of listeners, by the way, in California. We've got listeners in Texas. We've got listeners in New York. It's it's very cool to see uh, how many of you uh, who love uh, common sense, really, that's what this is all about. Common sense. Uh, enjoy this program, and I'm, I'm pleased to have you here with us. All right. These protests in front of these judges' houses over the weekend, we saw a number of them very loud, very disruptive, and they've been continuing throughout the week. And we have a lot of a certain amount of evidence to suggest that it is very much the protesters' intent to influence the judges. And here's the problem. There's an actual uh, U.S. code section uh, in, the, uh, in 18, 18 U.S.C. 1507. Section 1507 deals with that anyone who is, uh, has the intent of interfering, uh, the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, or witness, uh, is guilty of this code section and, uh, and can be faced uh, with a fine or imprisonment and uh, that imprisonment is up to a year. Now, we got to prove the intent. This is basic law school stuff, right? You go through all the elements of a particular uh, code section, you go, you got to hit these. And there, there are a lot of ors here, which means you don't have to prove all of them. You just have to prove any one of them that is linked together with an or. And so here we have to prove the intent of these folks to influence, impede, 
or yeah, or influence right influence any judge in the discharge of their duty. Now we know the news this week is that Justice Alito has gone into hiding. He's been actually put into a safe house. Why Justice Alito? Well, on the draft that was released of the Dobbs opinion, Justice Alito is the one who wrote it. So he is public enemy number one of the fanatics. They're after him. Now what we have uh, here, I want to go to the chance. Go to the actual people who are in front of these houses and who are screaming and shouting and yelling. Now let's listen. Here is the Kavanaugh protest. This is what the people are saying right in front of Justice Kavanaugh's house. We will not go back. We will not go back. We will not go back. All right, so we will not go back. Eh, They're saying that. Here's what they're saying in front of Justice Alito's house. My body, my choice. It's what they're screaming there in front of Alito's house. Now there's more. I got, uh, let's see here. Justice Roberts' house. Here's what Roberts has. And remember, Roberts did not sign on to the five other justices who want to completely do away with Roe. He wanted to uphold the, the law in Mississippi that was in front of the judges to begin with on the case in, in question, but keep Roe. Here's what they're shouting in front of Roberts' house. They trying to influence the judge? I mean, I'm going to tell you. To me, it's pretty compelling evidence that they're not out there saying, be a good judge. Don't be a bad judge. Be a good judge. They're not saying that. They're making specific statements about the desired outcome of this particular case. Now, here's again where I, you know, I, I always approach this as a lawyer. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not looking at this as a political commentator. I'm not looking at this as a, as a, um, as, as a radio host. I'm just saying as a lawyer. Does what I'm hearing here amount to the the intent to influence a judge? Well, when you when you have to look at a totality of circumstances in these cases, you have to look at how many people are out there. Are they all? Imagine for a minute, it's eight o'clock at night. You're at home, you're in your living room, you're, or you're having dinner, and outside are 300 people all chanting this. And you're sitting there, your kids are scared, your wife is you know, scared, your significant other, whoever you're living with, and they're terrified. These people are, are shouting and screaming, and they're letting you know how they want you to rule, how they want you to decide on a particular case. I don't care who you are. I don't like you, you know, Supreme Court justice or plumber. I, I, I mean, it, it, by the way, uh, plumbers in Vegas make more than Supreme Court justices. Uh, I, I'm, some of them do, certainly. So, um, and, um, and, and so there it is. So I, I'm just saying, it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter what line of work you're in or how much money you make. Uh, but what matters is, is you're at home. And it's scary. And when you hear somebody saying, hey, we want you to change your mind, combined with the big crowd, Every person, it's a natural human instinct to think, well, maybe I should just make this all go away. 
And in my opinion, now you are satisfying and you're you're uh, you're basically checking the box here for this um, for this for for this for the statute. So these people ought to be charged. The fact that they're not charged is because Merrick Garland, who is the chief law enforcement officer in the country, he is the attorney general and um, and 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 he is uh, he is the one charged with figuring out. Uh, you know, deciding who he prosecutes and who he doesn't prosecute, and um, and 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 he's choosing here. I, I have not heard of anybody getting prosecuted. I, it's certainly not going to happen. Uh, they're busy prosecuting people that protested on the sixth of January. They're certainly going after those folks. But I've said this over and over again: you can have you can have laws that are fair, because laws like this they work both ways, right? I mean, if they were pro let's say, choice judges that were deciding to make abortion more available or whatnot, the pro-life people would be out there and the tables would be reversed. I'd be saying the same thing and then analyzing it according to the law. But what happens is, is laws, when they're only enforced based on political criteria, that selective enforcement leads to an unequal protection under the law. And that is a terrible inappropriate abuse of prosecutorial discretion. You can't have it. Prosecutors deciding to prosecute these people over here because they're MAGA Trump supporters and not these people over here because they're not. I don't get at me with, you know, well, this was that and this is this. No, the law is the law. If you're breaking a law, you ought to be prosecuted. Or not. But the minute that politicians essentially decide to direct their attorney generals to go after one group of people and not the other, at that point in time, I mean, we're devolving into essentially a banana republic. How, how is that any different from, from what Putin does in Russia? We all know this, right? Everyone does tax fraud in Russia. But then a certain oligarch falls out of favor with Putin, and what happens? And this is way before the invasion or anything of this. You know, what, what, what does Putin do? Well, I don't like that guy. We're going to teach him a lesson. He directs his prosecutor, go in, see some files, prove up tax fraud. That's it. You're going to the gulag for 20 years, and we're going to take all your stuff. And why? That person wasn't singled out because they broke the law. That person was singled out because he or she ran afoul of the regime. And what Americans are learning here, and I hope a lot of younger people are paying attention, is that you got to be careful running afoul of the regime. And, you know, Trump four years in office was very bad at doing this to to the other side. He just didn't do it. And the part of this that, that worries me a little bit is now Republicans are angry, and rightly so. And so you have things like this you know, going after Disney and their, and their, you know, the latest, by the way, the, the thing latest on Disney, if you haven't heard, is that Hawley, Josh Hawley, Republican, uh, Missouri, he introduced a bill uh, that, um, that, that uh, says that they want to strip Disney of their special copyright protections. Uh, and that's not the same as unequal enforcement of the law, but again, they're going after Disney over a political issue. And I, I, you know, and and I, I understand where I understand, friends, where these conservatives, uh, politicians are going from. They're, they're they're tired of getting kicked around. They're tired of being on the receiving end of this. 
But somebody's got to put their foot down and say, this isn't right. It's not right when you do it. And it's certainly not, it's not right anymore, right or, or less wrong when we do it. And so, look, if you don't like the law, repeal it. You guys, they run Congress. They can just repeal the law. Well, Democrats have a, a, over, you know, a majority in both chambers. They'll repeal the section. But they want to keep the section so they can use it against us. And that is the dirty little secret. All right, when we come back, I, oh, I've got to, we've got to go through the what the hell did Joe Biden say. We got that clip. Uh, baby formula, explain to you what that's going on. I understand a lot of you have got little kids, and this is, this is a, just a painful situation. Um, can money fix it? That's the real question. All right, what's right with Sam and Ash? I was just going to say the old show. The What's Right Show. Thank you. Yeah, friends, welcome back. What's Right Show here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Uh, yeah, look, and I've I've mentioned now the podcast a few times. I just want to be clear. We're going to have some extra content, too, on the podcast. For example, uh, later today, I'm going to sit down with a teacher here from Clark County Schools, Sushan Sajati. And this gal... Uh, alleges that uh, she went to report some illegal strip searches by students and then was essentially uh, retaliated against. Now they're setting it up for termination. So uh, interesting story. We'll have her and her attorney here in studio do a special that will be on the podcast only. So again, if you want to hear some of these specials, for example, Food Friday now will move to podcast only. And so I want I want you going there. You're gonna want to subscribe and 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 get connected to us. What's right show either on Spotify or Apple Podcast. All right, uh, trudging along here. Yeah, this baby formula shortage, friends. I know the the news today too, along with this baby formula shortage, is that there was 40 billion in aid passed and given to Ukraine to aid in their defense against Russia. Now, both sides are screaming about this. Uh, I, I am saying, for me personally, <laughs> if you want to know what irks me, $40 billion, right, to Ukraine, uh, but $8 billion to build a border wall on our southern border to protect us from drugs, terrorism, and illegal immigration, that was too expensive. So to me, uh, it's a matter of priorities. I'm all for helping, you know, helping Ukraine. I also think we ought to be doing it quietly. I do not. Th I think that it, it, to do it publicly is a prov provocation, and it's a classic thing. Trump would always talk about this in the lead up to the 2016 election. He said, "We always talk about what we're going to do. We signal, we blatantly express to our enemies what our plan is." There's no benefit to disclosing to anyone that we're making this, this contribution. It does nothing to just, it only provokes Russia, right? And, and, they, you know, and, and then it gives the enemy an exact idea of what kind of advantage the Ukrainians have now. So in the world of international diplomacy, you know, warcraft and the like, it's very stupid to tell people what you're doing. And that's the word. Now, the other side is screaming about this $40 billion going, if you think about all the baby formula that this could, this could get for, for, for people, and this is ridiculous. 
These are people that don't understand how the economy works. Because if you think that this baby formula shortage is the problem of money, it's not. And when you say, well, Sam, come on. All right, don't, don't be an expert in everything. You're a lawyer and you're not an economist, so just cool your jets. I'll tell you why it's not a problem of money. Because people are showing up at stores with money to spend to buy formula, and they can't. The problem is supply chain. And for a variety of reasons. Including that, of course, Abbott Labs has a big facility somewhere in Sturgis. And they've had some tainted formula. It's killed two infants, and that's a problem, right? So they've had to do a recall and are fixing some things internally. The FDA, of course, slow to make an approval to get them to reopen, that kind of stuff. But you also have all the ingredients that go into formula comes from you know domestic production elsewhere. And we are backed up because of COVID, because of the COVID shutdown. We're backed up because of problems in China, because China has a ridiculous approach right now to COVID if you've been following that. And we've got a disruption in Europe because of the war. And this is what globalism gets you. This is, we're, we're not going to make anything in the U.S. We're going to we're just going to get it all bits and pieces. And if we put it together in the U.S., fine. It's just like the final thing. We'll just kind of assemble it here. But because we don't make stuff here, truly make stuff from scratch here, build things here in the U.S. anymore, all of a sudden, you know, when the world goes to hell, uh, we have a problem getting things that we need. And I, my heart goes out to you if you're struggling to, to figure this out right now. I, I, I do not envy you, and it is a tough situation, and, and I... I hope, of course, that this resolves quickly, but no, money cannot fix it. All right, Joe Biden yesterday, the press conference complaining about those wascally Republicans. The wascally Republicans, they are just doing some mean things. And you know what the funny thing about it is? Literally everything, and he's mostly coherent here, by the way, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm sharing this clip with you. It's literally everything here, it's, it's just a lie. Listen closely. What's the congressional Republican plan? They don't want to solve inflation by lowering your costs. They want to solve it by raising your taxes and lowering your income. I happen to think it's a good thing when American families have a little more money in their pockets at the end of the month. But the Republicans in Congress don't seem to think so. Their plan has actually made working families going to make working families poorer. You don't have to take my word for it. It's in writing. They've made their intentions perfectly clear. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership laid it all out in a plan. It's the ultra mega agenda. Ultra me mega, mega or mega agenda. Now, Rick Scott, first of all, is from Florida, not Wisconsin. Uh, I, I wouldn't describe Rick as being ultra mega anything. Uh, not not the case. But let's take this apart here for a second, folks. So Republicans want to raise taxes and lower income the number one guy lowering income in this country is joe biden these inflationary numbers this is this is on him every one of his policies has led to the basket of goods that americans rely on to buy and consume their consumables right have gone up i mean just let's take one thing for example oil right who would have thunk, <laughs> who would have thought that by shutting down domestic oil production, the cost of oil would go up? I mean, you don't have to be a genius 
economist, economist, excuse me, <laughs> to figure that out, right? But they did that. And they did it, frankly, because they care more about their BS green agenda than they actually care about you and your family. That's the dirty secret. They're environmentalist wackos. They prefer to wean us off painfully off of fossil fuels uh, to drive their, you know, their, their environmental uh, worldview. But lowering income, lowering, there's no better way to lower someone's income than to take away their purchase power. So you make 60 grand a year, you make $18 an hour, it doesn't matter what the number is, it buys a certain amount of goods. And that is significantly less today than it was in January. We saw the latest numbers again today, horrifying numbers uh, coming out about, um, about inflation. So this, this is just classic demagoguery on the part of, of Biden. And I hope none of you are buying it because this is, is, is absolutely ridiculous. The Republicans, they want to raise your taxes and they want to they get away. Yeah, they take away your income. Meanwhile, we're all uh, basically uh, spending a lot more to get a lot less. Okay, I'll be back here again tomorrow. We're going to do that interview here uh, after hours and post it on the podcast, What's Right Show, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Go there. Follow me uh, on Instagram if you want. What's Right at, no, excuse me, at What's What's Right Sam, thank you. What's Right Sam on Insta, Twitter. And I will see you again back here tomorrow. Have a great day.